0: Welcome, welcome to Freaked Out with your co hosts, Liz and Landon.
1: What's up, everybody?
0: Today, guys, we were supposed to cover the case of Beth Ann Ricketts. However, I did not have enough information to put a full episode together. So we decided to put Beth Ann back in the pool of cases until we get more information, if at all. And we did want to do another case for you guys. We are going to be covering the episode of Sister Kathy Kesnick. And by the way, there is a lot of information on this particular case, so there will definitely be a part two, even a part three, possibly.
1: Yeah, you know, sometimes that happens. We start an investigation and looking into it, into the case, and there's just not enough information there. So we always have some backups just in case this happens. This month we did decide on Katherine and Kesnick. We thought she would be a great option for this month since it's, you know, the holy season. Now, since there's a lot of information out there surrounding this case, we can definitely dive into it. Do you know what I found rather interesting? We didn't even start
0: watching the documentary yet, and right away I felt her energy. Now, she absolutely adores Catherine, which is funny because they both have obviously the same name, but
1: she feels like Catherine is a modern-day saint. Like our Catherine. Absolutely. Well, I can definitely say that our Catherine, she really is the modern day saint because she does so much stuff for everybody, every single person. She's so involved in the community and everything like that. Now, with all that being said, let's dedicate this episode to our Catherine because, you know, without you, the world and us would definitely be lost. (laughs) I agree with you 100 percent. Now, before we start talking about the
0: case, I do have to say that she and this documentary really has opened our eyes. So I'm glad that we've had the opportunity to talk to her today.
1: Yes. Now, this episode is definitely one that is going to become more intense than we originally thought. Catherine Ann Kesnick was born on November 17th, 1942. And
0: for those of you that know me, November 17th is like my omen day. It's a bad day for me. She was born in Lawrenceville, neighborhood of pittsburgh pennsylvania she was the eldest of all the children that her father joseph and anna kesnick had
1: now her grandparents john and joanna kesnick were sylvanians who migrated from yugoslavia and her maternal grandfather also joseph Almack, came from yugoslavia and her maternal grandmother martha came from australia and kesnick had three siblings now
0: Kathy attended St. Mary's School on 57th Street in St. Augustine's High School both in Lawrenceville and she was also the valedictorian at her graduation of high school in 1960 and that was after her being the May Queen and the president of the senior class and on the student council.
1: She joined the school's Sisters of Notre Dame when she was just 18 in the fall of 1969 She was teaching drama and English at the Archbishop High School in Baltimore, Maryland, which is a private Catholic school for all girls that opened in 1965.
0: On November 7th, 1969, she left her apartment that she shared with Helen Russell Phillips, another nun, and they were at the Carriage House Apartments at 131 North Bend Road in Cantonville en route to the Edmonston Village Shopping Center to purchase a gift for her sister's engagement at the jewelry store.
1: Now, she had cashed a paycheck at First National Bank in Cantonsville that night, and she may have made some sort of purchase at a bakery in Edmonston Village since there was a box of buns from a bakery found in the front seat of her car. At 4.40
0: a.m. in the morning, Russell's friend Peter McKennon and Gary J. Noob, both Catholic priests, found Kathy's car in muddy condition and illegally parked across from her apartment
1: complex and, of course, abandoned. Now, the residents at the apartment complex had noticed that Kathy was in her car that night around 8.30 p.m., and then others spotted her car illegally parked across the street two hours later.
0: Obviously, immediately after Kathy's disappearance, police searched the area for her body without success. Now, on the 3rd of January in 1970, her body was found by a hunter and his son in an informal landfill located on the 21st hundred block of the monumental road in a remote area of Lansdowne. The cause of death was determined to be blunt force trauma to the head.
1: Now, guys, there is a very long documentary on Netflix about this, and that documentary is called The Keepers, which will give you guys way more in-depth information on this particular case. So if you want to go take a watch to that, you can definitely do that. It's found there on Netflix. And we will highlight a few of the details from that documentary in this case.
0: Already, Teresa Lancaster and Jean Niehargen, former students at the school, Said that they were sexually abused by the chaplain and
1: the Catholic Church's priest Joseph Maskell. Now, the first public allegations that Maskell was connected to the murder were made in 1994, and also in 1995. They also filed a lawsuit against Maskell.
0: Now, the trial dismissed the actions as it was past the you know statute of limitations and ruling in the part of the mental process of like repressed memories of sexual abuse and does not activate the discovery rule, the plaintiff's suits are
1: thus barred by the statute of limitation. Now, Jean said that Kathy once came to her and asked, are the priest hurting you? Now, both women said that she was the only member of the school staff who would help them and the other girls, who were being abused by Maskell and his associates? Now they believed that Kathy was murdered prior to discussing the matter with the Archdiocese of Baltimore.
0: Now, in late two thousand and sixteen, and since two thousand and eleven, the Archdiocese had paid out a settlement to Maskell's alleged victims, and Jean had further alleged that two months before Kathy's body was discovered and only a day or two after Kathy's disappearance in November of 1969, Maskell drove
1: her to the wooded site near Fort Meade and showed her the body. Well, I'll say that's a good way to make somebody, you know, sure they're going to keep their mouth shut.
0: Yeah. Jean says she remembers trying to repeatedly brush off the maggots crawling on Kathy's face while frantically repeating the words, help me, help me. Her count was brought into question by scientific evidence showing them that it would have been impossible for maggots
1: to be alive at that time of year. How convenient. I mean, of course, they're going to point the figure and say, you know, she's lying as if she wouldn't remember, you know, those specific details because she was just a kid at the time and she loved Sister Kathy. So she would remember that, especially because she was trying to brush them off. That's a terrible event to go through. Traumatic.
0: They later confirmed that there had been maggots in both victim's mouth and trachea, and they were able to reveal that the temperatures during that particular week in question were warm enough for maggot eggs to hatch. Conveniently, they were able to figure that out as well.
1: Now, Mascow told Jean, Now, you see what happens when you say bad things about people. And several days later, on November 13th of 1969, the body of Joyce Malecki, a 20-year-old woman who looked a lot like Jean, was discovered by two hunters in the same wooded location where Mezco had driven Jean. Now, obviously, Kathy's body was
0: not found until January 3rd of 1970, and it had been discovered by two hunters not in the same area, but on the open-hill trash dump
1: of a small business property in Lansdowne. And then in 2016, the Baltimore County Police Department reassigned the case, prompting new interviews and further investigation into the alleged sexual abuse at the high school. After obtaining permission from the state attorney's office, the BCOPD exhumed the body of Moscow, who died of a major stroke back in 2001 but did not find a DNA match to the evidence from that crime scene.
0: Police spokesman Elise Armacost announced that this discovery does not
1: exclude Maskell from being a suspect in the case. Now fast forward to 2017, the three women's allegations that during Kathy's tenure at the Archbishop High School and the two priests at the school, Maskell and E. Neil Magnus, were sexually abusing the girls in the school in addition to trafficking them around to others.
0: The sheer disturbing information we're going to hear will make you cringe. And if you have yet to hear all of this, I would highly recommend going on the documentary to kind of prepare you. But we're going to get into things slowly and in the way
1: that Sister Kathy would like to communicate about it. Now, before we start talking about the case, Kathy did have a few things that she did want to explain about religion from her end. This week, I actually learned a lot about Kathy and the Catholic religion
0: and everything in relation to it right off the hop. She basically wants everyone to know that she was what we would like to call an earth angel. Now, that's a rare
1: find for an earth angel. That is absolutely correct. Now, for you guys who don't know what an earth angel is, an earth angel are those who are born and sent to earth for a very specific mission, and they later die, usually young, Very low life expectancy because they pass as soon as their mission is completed. They're also the most giving kind souls out there. I've only had about five interactions with Earth Angels. That's how rare they are. So I found that part pretty interesting. Now their energy is very warming and makes you feel very good. And because we know you'll want to know the Earth Angels do not know, but are often given visions of their dreams from an early age And they know it's what they have to do as they get older. You are absolutely right on that. Kathy's
0: energy is angelic in every way. And her journey is supposed to be in relation to Christianity. She has learned that when it comes to her particular faith, she says that everything that the Catholic religion was supposed to be is not what it is today. Now, in what way does she mean that? For instance, she explained to me that they're not supposed to shun people from church that have sinned in a dark way. They can forgive everyone. It is very possible, which is why they have those priests on death row half the time and for people that are in jail, honestly. Which I really didn't know, but you know, that's what she claims. She also shows me that people are supposed to love one another no matter how crazy, no matter how outward these people are. So anyone who is gay or asexual or trans is not supposed to be hated on. Apparently, anyone of a different culture is supposed to be supported. Race, creed as well. It's not supposed to be a club. It's not supposed to reject the homeless, humanity, kindness. Really, it's supposed to help one another togetherness with no hate and no discrimination.
1: I mean, if it was like that, I'm sure way more people would be involved in that religion. You know what I mean? But sadly, our community is, you know, not allowed to marry in a lot of places. They're not going to get married by a holy person like in a church or something like that. And there's just a lot of hate in that religion. Absolutely. And, you know, Landon and I had a
0: hard time finding anyone to marry us because they refused to service somebody part of the LGBTQ community. So we need more gay friendly ministers out there just saying.
1: I agree. I feel like everybody who wants to find something, you know, religion in their life, they should be able to go if they're feeling drawn to a church and feel comfortable there. We definitely had a hard time. We had quite a bit of people said no to us.
0: Now, Kathy shakes her head and basically rolled her eyes when I told her that story. She shows me that she was sent down to be that step in front of these men that are abusing children and abusing their power. She also informed me that men are actually not even supposed to be in charge of religion anymore, at least not the majority that's still in power. There are many women And men out there that have been trying to speak from the heavenly side of things, trying to do a reversal of the roles. And she expressed to me that there are more than 50 percent, 50 percent of priests and any sort of priest authority that should not be involved in Christianity, at least in the way that they are. They have sexually assaulted children. They have sexually assaulted adults. They have taken on a powerful position even involved in sex trafficking and also for their own personal gain. It's almost like being a cop, a dirty cop, you know, that's like, oh, a holy person going to protect them. Now, there are other women, obviously, that have done some bad things out there as well, but that Percentage from what Kathy showed me only stands at like a four percent in comparison to the men.
1: I mean, either way you spin it, it's pretty scary. Half of the holy people are, you know, bad seeds and are manipulating people in this current world now and shouldn't be. Absolutely. She shows me that she was sent from heaven because she was supposed to
0: stop these men. However, humanity stepped in the way of her being able to.
1: Get these men punished for their own crimes. I mean, she was murdered. So, you know, she wasn't supposed to be murdered, though, because she wasn't done with her mission. You got that right. She still had about five years
0: left of life to get it all taken care of. Now, she shows me that there are other people and also other people that have not necessarily taken the religious route that are placed on Earth to try to obtain power to get people to listen. Well, that's very interesting and good to know. I have never spoken to such a high-powered spirit in my entire life. She can heal people physically as well. I wasn't feeling well when I first started doing this reading with her, and she kind of helped me feel better. My arm, actually, has been feeling really good, considering, and kind of freaking me out that it's feeling good, which is its nice. I mean, she's great. She also is very nice. She told me that I am also somebody of greatness, and I don't even know yet, apparently, which gives me, you know, those nervous vibes, but I'm not an earth angel, so that's good to know.
1: I mean, I think you already are, but I feel like you are definitely meant for greatness. I, I, one million percent, I say it all the time, you are my star.
0: Oh, <laughs> Religious rulers are basically sent to make changes not create a war and she agrees with me that church is more like a cult lately and it's lost a lot of its power in love and it's become this thing where people hold on to it to make themselves feel better about being good but in reality you can be a really shitty person and still believe in God. And still
1: not go to the good place if you're not willing to understand your mistakes. Man, oh man, do I know a few people like that. A lot of people hide behind, you know, religion to save them. As I said, I know a lot of people like that. Meanwhile, they don't really understand what religion means. Even just the simple Ten Commandments, you know, love thy neighbor. People forget that all the time. They're just like, as soon as they don't like somebody, their race, their sexual orientation, whatever, they're like, I hate you.
0: Absolutely. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Now, she does still have faith in humanity and that the world will reevaluate and make better choices. She believes in our kids. She wants to share that with all of you guys because she believes in educating people. She believes in religion. She believes
1: that religion has become too much of a political thing as well. I mean, she definitely isn't wrong. You know, a lot of people are taking it specifically on certain sides politically way over the top. And I see these young kids now, like, they're so brave. They do not care. They just put it out there that, you know, love everyone. And it's true. A kid doesn't know anything. They only know what parents tell them, you know? Absolutely. Now, she wants to acknowledge all of her
0: students. She's proud of all her girls. She feels like she has given the strength of herself to her girls, She did, in fact, sometimes see that some of the kids were being sexually assaulted. Some nuns knew and were also molested and sexually assaulted. She wishes she had acted quickly, but she
1: also wishes she had had an army. And a lot of these nuns did not stand behind her. I mean, they were probably terrified, you know. Now, I'm sure she did her absolute best. I'm glad she shared all that. Now, my first question is... Were you able to find both Kathy and Joyce? I was not able to connect with
0: Joyce. She is not available to me, and I'm not sure if it's because she's in the middle of transitioning back to Earth, but it's very possible. Kathy, however, has all the details surrounding her passing because at the time they met, because they died in the same time. They may have even crossed paths with each other when they were
1: both alive. Now, were both of these women's murders connected? They absolutely were, but we will talk about Joyce's passing a little later on. All right, so what took place the day leading up to Kathy's abduction? From what I gather,
0: Kathy shows me that she had approximately eight students that had come forward to her, and not necessarily on their own, just kids that would just, you know, be in and out of his teaching rooms, and she was starting to take notes, From what I can see, Kathy had a box of evidence, you know, in relation to conversations she had with some kids, conversations she had with other nuns, you know, journaling things. She also had seen Maskell doing some very inappropriate things with some girls. She also knows that she had her own uncomfortable conversations with him, where he was trying to interview her about her life. He had made some statements about how being a woman you take on the burden of other people's mistakes. For example, if a woman is being sexually abused by a man, it's the woman's fault because she shouldn't have been so promiscuous or available to that man. She shows me that the conversation took place with him very early on in her career and relationship with him, and she found it rather odd. She also shows me that Brother Bob had made inappropriate gestures to students as well,
1: and she took note of that too. Now, was she communicating with anybody outside about this situation? From what she shows me, it was
0: such an extreme allegation. She did not want to put any of that information out into the world until she was 100% certain that she had enough evidence to bring it forward. She knew it would be difficult. She also tried to have conversations with a few other nuns as well. And most of them didn't want anything to do with this because they were too afraid, except for one now i do believe her roommate sister helen russell was someone she tried to have conversation about this with but from what i gather from kathy helen was not willing to risk her own life or job or faith to stick her neck out for anyone in this particular situation she would often tell kathy she needs to back off and be careful and she needs to stop being a detective and leave this to the police to find However, Kathy was not interested in hearing that. She told her friend Helen to relax and everything would be fine. She said, believe in God and trust in faith. Now, Helen did know some things that she may not necessarily have ever communicated with Kathy. And I do feel like she feels God awful about that now, but it could have
1: definitely helped Kathy stay alive. It's so crazy, honestly. Now, what did Sister Russell know that Kathy did not know? This is so incredibly complex and complicated, and I hope we can follow along because
0: it's even complicated for me to put it all together. So Maskell was a very different person to communicate with, but he used to use some of his students, obviously, to write things up about other students to know exactly who had been through what. And he did that with nuns including Sister Russell. From what I gather, Sister Russell, without really acknowledging it or understanding it, would get special favors from Father Maskell for providing gossiper information. Ultimately, I really believe that she could have been the one to accidentally give Maskell and Father Bob
1: a heads up surrounding Kathy. I mean, I was definitely feeling some sort of connection to her as well. Obviously, she was manipulated, just like the students were, but perhaps she should have taken her nose out of the clouds and actually understood the bigger picture and what was going on.
0: I agree. She looked at Maskell as a problem, but she also felt like the Lord would find a way to heal him. She had believed that religion itself could heal people, so she was very naive in her thought process. From what I see, obviously, Kathy was planning to get her sister a gift that evening. She went missing. I also understand she went to the bank and she went shopping to the mall. From what I gather, prior to all this taking place, I see that one of the females that he had sexually assaulted had a physical injury. Perhaps she was bleeding down there. And she was panicking and told Sister Kathy that she was bleeding. Now, obviously, Sister Kathy was going to ask her questions in relation to what took place. But again, like the rest of her students being terrified, they did not want to come forward and inform her of what took place. She explained to Sister Kathy that she may have been fooling around and landed on something hard. Now, from what I gather, obviously, Kathy did not believe her, but she didn't want to make her feel uncomfortable.
1: She just went along with her story. Now, I mean, it is, you know, obviously seems to be the best way to get someone to communicate about a scary situation that they feel guilty of. Try to make them feel safe. I think Kathy made all of her students feel this way.
0: Oh, I agree with that wholeheartedly. And then something else took place. Only a few weeks after this incident took place, she came to Sister Kathy panicking because she was worried that she was pregnant now. Obviously, Sister Kathy prodded a bit and... The more information the girl ended up confessing to her she was scared because her parents were going to find out she was worried that something was going to happen to her she felt like she was going to die or her family would disown her it was a pretty big mess and i believe although the plan was for kathy to go shopping she was going to go you know meet this other girl however it looks like the girl didn't show up for the meeting she thought she must have gotten scared now she did not know she was being followed in fact The reason this young girl didn't show up was because Maskell and Father Bob threatened this poor kid and followed Sister Kathy basically on her trail. I feel like she knew they were following her to a certain degree or at least was paranoid about it. She decided to rush home and from what she shows me they lost her. So she thought that she was you know okay and started to get comfortable again. She parked her car in her lot Then Father Bob came up behind her with a club and hit her over the head. She instantly fell back. Bob placed her in his vehicle. Maskell drove her car to follow him and so that no one thought she was home. They agreed to take her to the area they had already agreed upon. She shows me that she woke up and had been screaming, help, help. Bob told her that if she didn't shut up, he would shoot her in the face. She didn't care, though. She didn't stop. She knew that he wouldn't want to get in trouble for hurting her. And she knew that Maskell was the one behind it. So she started to wave and waving and freaking out. And so Bob stopped the car as she was panicking. They were only about halfway there and they decided to take her life by clubbing her to death. She also shows me that like all of her students... Well, they didn't technically rape her, but they called her a whore and sexually assaulted her and told her that this was God's punishment. and If she had kept her mouth shut, she wouldn't have had this happen. And basically, Kathy found her happy place and hid her emotions until she slipped away. Instantly after death, she remembered her mission. The
1: one to dispose of her body was, in fact, Father Bob. So is that why Father Moscow's DNA was not found at the crime scene? Yes. He didn't do the dirty work. He just watched and enjoyed. He also got
0: really lucky, though. He had a lot of minions and he wore gloves since it was cold. As he was assaulting and beating her, he had destroyed his gloves in a fire in the school, actually, in the office.
1: Now did Father Moscow and... Father Bob also killed Joyce. Yeah, they did. From what I
0: gathered, Joyce was not anyone that they had known in particular, but they were trying to, like, make it seem like, you know, let's kill somebody else to make it seem like it wasn't just coming after Kathy. She was just somebody that just happened to be there. Wrong place. Wrong time. From what I gather from Kathy, she was also sexually assaulted and killed pretty much in the same way. She was also a beautiful woman inside and out, wrong place, wrong time. Uh, Maskell wasn't involved in the actual murder or even raping her for that matter. His cop brother was the one who did this one, pulled her over, told her, oh, oh, we're going to need to help you with her. And he ended up beating her to death. And he also had Father Bob there and a couple of other people as well. The other DNA was obviously planted by the
1: police from what kathy says onto her body wow you know Mascow is very protected it seems like you know his brother was a police officer so he felt like he can get away with crime he's the word of the lord and his brother is the word of the law basically you know now a lot of his cop friends got to have turns on these young innocent girls now i have another question is she currently trying to come back or is there somebody else trying to bring down this, you know, very crazy sexual assault ring thing going on there? She says
0: that there are many out there that are currently trying to bring this thing down. She does plan to go back at some point, I would say within the next 15 to 20 years, but she's waiting for someone to get
1: up there, and I'm not exactly sure who just yet. Well, sadly, we are definitely out of time today. There's so much more that we do need to talk about on this case. There are several people that have yet to communicate or discuss their connections to this case. So we're going to try to get into all that and we're going to find out if Gary Coop had any sort of connection as well. And also as he was also accused of raping some women as well. Not exactly sure when we'll be back to do part two, but stay tuned in the new year. Next week we will be covering Harry and Harriet Moore. Until next time guys, stay freaked out.